Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy to understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey everybody, Paul Rambley here. I'm an estate planning attorney. I work out of our Louisiana office or offices. And in today's podcast, I want to talk about what people mean when they say they want asset protection. So I've had many, many conversations over the years. People come into the office. They say, Paul, I, I want to talk to you about asset protection. Or maybe they'll use the words, I want to talk to you about protecting my assets. And I, you know, haven't done this for 30 years. I, I typically can kind of read their mind based on several factors that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But there's many different forms of asset protection. And really, the, the question becomes, so what are you trying to protect your assets from? Because there's lots of things out there that can uh, put you in a position where you can lose what you have. So I'm going to boil it down into really three different categories. I'm going to take a look at each one and really kind of explain, um, uh, dive a little bit deeper into each of those three kind of categories of asset protection and, and talk about what, what worries people and then what are some of the potential solutions to keep people from having to worry about um, losing what they have. All right, so the first of the three kind of general areas of asset protection are, you know, I see it a lot. In fact, this type of asset protection comes up in my office more than any, this issue comes up more than any other kind of asset protection issue. So, you know, I I see it, I can see it from a mile away. Um, Somebody calls, they schedule a time to come in, they want to talk to me because they think I can help them. they, they sit down with me. I, I see that they're probably retired and they're probably, you know, around the age of 65 on up. Maybe they're 75, maybe they're 80, maybe they're 67. And they likely have seen some family or friends get sick, go into a nursing home, and then lose a big chunk or all of their money. Maybe they even saw a family lose their home. So when they come in and they say, Paul, I want to talk to you about protecting my assets. You know, I I know what they're talking about before they even tell me, but I I probably would ask the question, so what do you want to make sure you, you know, you protect your assets from? And then they'll probably, probably tell me the story about how some family or friend, you know, lost a lot of money in the nursing home and and so they just want to make sure they're protected. So when we get down to the nitty gritty of what they want to protect their assets from, and in this particular case, they're trying to protect their assets in case they get sick, in case they need long-term care, in case they can't live in their home, in case they can't live in their child's home, in case they it's not good enough for somebody to come in their home part-time and take care of them, um, and they have to go into a skilled care nursing home facility, then, uh, then the discussion usually leads toward how can, how can I avoid having to deplete my estate at six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month, whatever that expense might be, 
and uh, until you know you have less than two thousand dollars because you're you're not going to get any help from Medicaid or from anybody else until you really deplete all of your assets first. So then we get into a conversation about you know what are their assets? What what do they own? You know, do they own retirement accounts? Do they own other investments? Do they own a home? Do they own real estate? Do they own CDs or savings bonds or how many, you know, what vehicles? Do they own a business? Um, so we get into that asset and income type stuff. And since, you know, protecting your assets is um, involves in large part, you know, what do you own? Um, and what is your monthly income from Social Security, pension, and other sources? We got to look at all that stuff. We got to know the details. We got to know everything. Got to look at you know your your health, your age. Um, uh, different rules apply to different types of assets. So ultimately, a determination gets made. You know, should should you keep assets in your name? Should you transfer assets to some type of trust? And oh, by the way, if you're trying to transfer assets to a trust for potential Medicaid eligibility purposes, you you probably can't or won't transfer your assets to the kind of traditional avoid probate revocable living trust, but that's another story. And then we, you know, we have to look at is is planning to qualify for Medicaid in the future even an option? Because some people with their family situation and what they own, it, it becomes impractical, but those are all things that we have to look at. And we have to look at the timing of things involved with our five-year you know, penalty period. So uh, again, lots of other videos and discussion on and podcasts on that as well. So that's the first form of asset protection that we hear about a lot. I would say on a daily basis, somebody different tells me, Paul, uh, I want to protect my assets. And then I, I dig a little deeper. What do you want to protect them from? And then they kind of open up and say, well, if we get sick or go to, you know, need care or go to a nursing home, we want to make sure we don't lose everything. That is that is your kind of uh, asset protection theme number one. Asset protection theme number two. Now this is a little bit different scenario. Typically, you know, I, I get the call um, and somebody's nervous from an age perspective. Maybe they're in their 40s or 50s or 60s. They perhaps are still working and something happened. Um, maybe it was the threat of a lawsuit from some business matter or some professional matter. Maybe they were in an automobile accident and they were determined at fault. And so you're starting to see a theme here of they're, they're worried they're going to get sued. And then, or maybe there was an, an accident where somebody got injured, um, somebody fell, somebody whatever, on property that that they own, or maybe somebody is, uh, somebody got sick, just, you know, a, a bad illness, um, cancer, what have you, and they're worried that medical expenses are going to eat up their estate. And in many cases, these people who are worried about, I might get sued and lose everything, they always, they always have insurance. They have liability insurance. They have typically health insurance. But they're worried that there may be a judgment against them one day that either is um, in excess of their insurance limits or it may be for a claim from which uh, insurance coverage is excluded. So in that case, they're, they're kind of doing the math. Okay, um, 
Uh, I have a $1 million you know, coverage on my insurance, but there's the potential that the a judgment against me could be $3 million. So that means that I'm going to have to use my personal assets to satisfy the extra $2 million over what insurance covered. And they start to panic. So they're... And in many cases, the panic is is justifiable um, because they'd have to use up their, you know, they'd have they potentially could lose their home, they could lose their savings, they could lose their um, real estate that they own, their business. Now that that form of asset protection is is a whole different set of, of legal and financial discussions that we have to take place. And essentially, I see two difficulties with this form of asset protection of protecting what I have if I get sued. The first problem with that form of asset protection is um, people don't want to take the necessary action to protect their assets whether it's legal or financial action, because typically that requires that they either give up control over what they own or they have to reposition things that they own into some other type of asset that they're not as comfortable with or maybe that they feel like they're, they won't get as good a return. And so because of that, they often do nothing or the second problem with this form of I might get sued asset protection is they wait too long to do something because they typically don't do nervous, get nervous unless something has happened. And if something has happened, even though a lawsuit has not been filed against them, it may be too late because even if they take some type of legal or financial action to try to protect what they have, it it could be undone later on as some type of um, fraudulent conveyance or something that was done with the intent to defraud a creditor. So the timing of that stuff is is really important. So that's you know theme number two is the you know I'm oh uh oh I might get sued and I I need some asset protection advice and action. And then the third type of of uh, request that we get for asset protection. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lump it together in the. I just want to protect what I have from the government, and so when I hear that, you know, I always dig a little deeper. So what what are you concerned that the government might do that causes you to be worried about protecting your assets? And typically, the answer to that question involves maybe uh, maybe it might involve taxes which you know could be estate tax, could be uh, income tax, could be capital gains tax, particularly as people try to leave things to their spouse or to the next generation or two. They want to kind of protect it from the government, protect it from taxes. And then also in that form of protecting from the government, a lot of people want to you know, protect what they have from, I'll just, you know, the word is probate where when they die, they don't like the fact that our system is set up so that, that our government um, is in charge when you die of making sure that what you own gets managed the right way. And then ultimately, um, at the end of that government-supervised probate process, 
you know, the government's job is to make sure <clears throat> really our judicial system uh, at por- uh, part of our government is in charge of, you know, making sure the right people get you get what you own. So a lot of people want to arrange their estate to avoid all of that court involvement, that attorney involvement that is has traditionally been <clears throat> been necessary when you own things in your name when you pass away and and you whether you have a will or not as the mechanism for transferring assets to your spouse or kids or heirs whoever that might be so there you have it really important to kind of summarize those those three forms of asset protection people come in paul i want to protect my assets what do you want to protect them from and then we get a, a anywhere any one of three different stories we get the I want to protect it in case I get sick. I want to protect it in case I get sued, or I want to protect it from the government. All of those discussions are different, require some in-depth um, discussions about what you own, what you're trying to protect from, what are the options available to you so that a, a program can be put together to, um, to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. I'm Paul Rabelais. Hope that helps solve some of your asset or answer some of your asset protection problems. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm going to make a, a YouTube video and a written blog as well. So feel free to check that out. And uh, hope this helps. Y'all have a good day.